Previously on the Lupe and Royce Show. Have you ever seen Seinfeld? Yes, I have. Have you ever seen the one where Kramer decided to become super efficient? He tried to compile as many activities into one as possible throughout his day. (laughs) Knows that scene (laughs) where he was washing all the food in the shower. So he. (laughs) That is right. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could laugh at that. I was too busy watching Friends. Oh my God. (laughs) Anyway, the Lupa and Roy show is a Say What Media production. That was pretty good. Yo, what up? This is Lupe Fiasco, and today is the first day of Ramadan. Not your today, but my today, because your today is after my today. But today is the first day of Ramadan. This is Royce of 5'9", and today is my first day of being cooler than I used to be. It's like a spiritual awakening. Time is on you. And this is Tom, I'm just a regular dude. However, this regular dude is fully vaccinated. Oh, congratulations. Welcome to the club. However, can I tell you guys something? Yes. I was feeling really good up until about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. And now I'm feeling achy and I have a sweatshirt on because I'm, I got the chills right now. Yeah, that's but, I wonder why. But, well, here, I looked into this. I looked into this. And you'll get a, I looked into this. And I did find an interesting article that said women, now I'm going to make fun of myself for a minute here, women report worse side effects after COVID vaccine than men. But the reason that is, is they say women have a better immune system typically than men do because of all of the different whatever they create in their body. So I'm taking this as maybe I have a slight reaction because I have an incredibly good immune system and I and therefore it is working because I'm fighting against whatever it is they put in me, which means <laughs> I'm gonna be successfully successfully vaccinated. Yeah, that's you just that's basi- my take. you basically explain how it works. So it's like you don't really get no points for that, but are we gonna give them to you? But that's Thank that's you. how it that's you just explain how it's supposed to work. It isn't like a <laughs> It's working. It isn't something like special or something that you've realized or achieved. It's like that's what's supposed to happen. I think it's something special about me. <laughs> now you're supposed to have a reaction and a response. That means that it's working. And if you don't, if you don't, that doesn't, that also, that doesn't mean that it's not working. Right? It's just that, you know, your immune system is reacting to something in a different way. But it's, vaccines are meant to cause a reaction in your body. What did you? Which one did you get, Tom? I got the Pfizer one. Okay. Yes, and I shoot shout out to the state of Maryland. They did a fantastic job. The entire system was very well done. Did they uh, well tie it? Did they tie the end of a needle to a javelin, javelin and throw it throw it at you as you were running across the field? Is that how Maryland? I had done? I had the same woman give me the shot. Both shots. I recognized her when I walked in. And I sat down, I was chit-chatting with her, and before I even knew she gave me the shot, it was done. That's, that's my kind of shot giver. You didn't even feel so, the prick? Didn't even feel it. Now, I do have, you know, very large biceps, so that might have been, you know, part of the reason. Oh, but. you in a bicep. Oh, yeah, you ain't going to feel that. <laughs> oh, those guns. The guns, you know, so... <laughs> But I'm gonna make it through tonight. I'm feeling a little weird, but it's all right. I'm it's it's uh <laughs> of course it, well worth it. Right. Well worth it. Of course you're gonna make it through tonight. You'll be all right. 
I'll be all right. But just because <laughs> you mentioned that, I have to do my due diligence. Um, make sure that you still, and this is talking to the other Toms out there in the world who have also got fully vaccinated. Um, still wear a mask. Still practice social mm-hmm. distancing. Um, just because you are vaccinated, that does not mean that you cannot carry the virus or be infected by the virus. Um, so, yeah, you still got to take care of yourself and watch your butt. We got all sorts to get into tonight, but I want to start with we gave away two tickets last night uh, to the food and liquor concert coming up. As you're listening to this, it will be coming up right after you listen to this because you're going to be listening to it in the afternoon and you're going to immediately be ready to watch. Even though this is recorded uh, before, like this is, we're in like a time paradox. Maybe, maybe you want to cut all this out, but it feels like a time paradox right now. That's what I want to know. (laughs) That's what I want to know, bro. It's kind of like the Flash's world where he could jump, you know, in one direction, back in the other direction, and so forth. All you right, know, so who about the Flash? Right. So who? So you're giving away tickets? Is that was that your segue? I did. I gave them away. Okay, I, no, cool. I went. I went and gave the tickets away last night on IG Live, which I appreciate everybody who jumped in. I answered lots of questions about the show. It was a very very nice little wait. Time. This and this winter. tonight. This tonight or last no. tonight tonight. Tonight, now, Last tonight? tonight, tonight. It was Today's Monday tonight. night. Monday night. I, Yesterday's I, I, I tonight. I gave the tickets okay. to Rich Hayes, <laughs> and he was very appreciative of them, very excited. He Shut said that rich. he never misses an episode of the show. So congratulations, Rich. Excited for you to have the tickets. Excited for you to watch the big show tomorrow. I think there's a key thing here we got to point out. Mm. The Lupe and Roy show starts at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific tomorrow, followed by... Lupe Fiasco and Food and Liquor at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Futurestream.tv. Not tomorrow, slash. tonight. Future now you're getting me all confused on what I'm day like, you, you, listen, I'll, I want even to talk about none of this, but since you brought it up, Futurestream.tv <laughs> slash Lupe Fiasco. Still, um, you still, still should be able to slide in there. If you're hearing this right now and you ain't got in. a ticket yet, you better slide up in there and get you some tickets. Check out the show. Hopefully. Or not. You know, or not. No, 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 definitely. And make sure you get the right ticket. Make sure you get the one that includes the Lupe and Royce show. Because that might be even better than the actual concert itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, your concert's going to be amazing, but. Mm-hmm. Tr- trigger I mean, trigger warning. Trigger warning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, the, the, the content uh, may be a little randy. So just want to make sure people are aware of that. Uh, doing uh, the Ramadan. I know some people, they be a little hesitant to listen to certain things during the Ramadan season and just the content on the uh, food and liquor live stream. Some randiness in there. So prepare yourself. It's a little bit. Randiness. I was, I was inviting a whole room of kids over to watch it. Is that not appropriate? I mean, you're going to listen. It's what's on the album. So if that's what you're, if you're, I'm, I'm serious though. Like if you're, if you're some, some uh, Muslims, Take that very seriously. So, just giving you a trigger warning for my fans out there is what you're gonna, what you hear on the album is what you're gonna hear on the show. So, prepare yourself. It's Ramadan, man. First day of fasting. That's why I'm not cussing. I'm not cussing on the podcast this whole month. Any cussing done on this podcast will not be done by me, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a part of the cussing. I'm not cussing. So I'm you try not to. You can start eating. You can start eating after seven. Yes, you can eat at uh 
Uh, how does this work? Ramadan. Yeah, please month. explain. I don't know anything about this. It's a month. So first off, Ramadan is a month, mm-hmm. right? So it's like February, right? That's where Ramadan Always February? Or no, always April? No, 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 no. So no. Uh, the Islamic calendar is a lunar mm-hmm. calendar. So it's connected to the lunar schedule, um, which is, right. from what I understand, different than the solar schedule. Um, and so the Islamic calendar moves. Uh, and it basically moves back. Um, so last year around this time, Ramad- Ramadan was, would have came in, I think, a few weeks from now. We'd have been celebrating Ramadan. Mm. And then next year is going to be, is going to come in a, a few days or a week before. It would've, we would have been a weekend as of right now or something like that, right? I don't know exactly, but that's how it works. It moves, the month moves backwards compared to the, our February, March, April calendar, right? It goes the other way, right? So Ramadan changes comparative to the, the, our traditional calendar, right? So it'll be March one year. It'll be February the year after. It'll be January. Then it'll, it'll just, it cycles back through itself. Got it? Started there. Easy. This whole, this whole episode is about time travel at this point. Basically, I don't know what like month it is. I don't loop. know what day it is. <laughs> so, uh, it's a blessed day. That month comes in. Um, so it can come in in the wintertime. It could come in and it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, just when that, when the calculation comes in that is Ramadan, that's when we start 30 days of fasting. You begin fasting. Uh, and because it's the lunar calendar, Ramadan starts in the evening. So the day, um, similar to the solar calendar, but even more so like the day comes in at night, if that makes any sense. So Ramadan actually started last night. Right. But the first day of fasting is when the sun comes up. So it's like the next day, if that makes any sense. Right. So but today you fasted. Right. So Ramadan one, which would be the, the day Ramadan the first. Right. It's like, OK, we're going to fast during this day. But because we're connected to the March, April calendar, stuff like that, it'll come in on the 11th, the night of the 11th. But the first day of fasting would be the day of the 12th. Got it. Okay, I got that. You, even more confused? Good. And you start. No, no, fa- I got it. I'm with you. You start fasting when the sun, when uh, before the sun comes up, um, and you end fasting right as the sun goes down. Now, fortunately, uh, there's prayers. The five daily prayers are sprinkled throughout the day. They change times as well. They change, you know, because they're based on the sun. Um, hmm. The height of the sun, the noon, you know, when the sun sets, stuff like that. So there's the dawn prayer called Fajr, which is the first prayer of the day. Um, and you eat up until that first prayer. So you can eat all the way up through to, to Fajr. It's a very specific time. It actually comes in on the West Coast at like 5.15 or something like that. So you, you would normally stop eating like 10 minutes before that. But you can eat all the way up until it's time to do that prayer. But most for the most part, you just stop like 10 minutes before, right? Um, and then you start fasting, and then you go all the way through the day until the fourth prayer of the day, which is called Maghrib, which is the the, uh, the sunset prayer. And as soon as that prayer comes in, like the right at the moment, the minute that that prayer comes in, you break your fast. And so that's about like now, like 7, 720, or 720-ish, 723, 724. Um, and because the, uh, the prayers move through the month, 
uh, the time that you start fasting today will be a minute different tomorrow or something like that. And then the time that you break fast, very complicated. the time that you break fast will, will be a minute after. So by the time you get to the end of the month right now, so I'll give you the prayer schedule right now in on the West coast, uh, the first prayer is at 5.13 a.m., and then you break fast at 7.23 p.m., right? But by the time we get to the end of the month... Jay-Z um, texting you? No, nah, I was, I was, I'm on this little app. <laughs> I'm on this app that's not a sponsor, so they're not getting any shouts out, but no. Um, it's just they, a... Uh, but they keep a, the time of the prayers for They you. keep the time of the prayer. There's a prayer chart. Hmm. And so by the end of Ramadan, which would be supposedly like the 12th, of may uh you would you would start fat the first prayer is at 4 36 a.m and then Ooh. you break fast at 7 46 p.m so it's like spreading out so wait a minute you're getting up at 4 30 a.m for the prayer yeah but you got to get up okay. so now actually I- actually i'll be getting up at like 4 a.m to eat breakfast oh so now i don't feel bad calling you early in the morning you'll be up i might i might be Anyway, that's that's the schedule. Does it make sense? Any any questions? You good? It does. So, okay. in theory, you're you're fasting for approximately 14 hours a day. Yes. For 30 consecutive days, but you could eat anything you wanted between in essence sundown to sun up. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Yes. During that time, you can't eat, drink, smoke, uh, or have sex. Those are the main big things that you can't do. Um, or there's, you have to make it up later. Or there's, there's, there's penalties and stuff like that. You have to make up for it later, feed somebody, do some other stuff. Fast 60 days is really a thing. Um, but then after that, you can do all that. If you're married, you can have sex, do all that stuff after the sun goes down. But in that period of time, can't do none of that. So it's just, it's in essence flipping the norm. Basically Instead getting of rid of eating during the day, you're you're getting rid of lunch. You're getting rid of lunch and sex and cigarettes. <laughs> you know, just there to be is no norm when it comes straight to. Now, can I shoot guns or gamble or anything like that, or is it just sex and food? Not supposed to be gambling anyway. I love when people call me early in the morning, <laughs> thinking that they doing something they little do they know i've been up all night (laughs) (laughs) what time do you go to sleep royce man i go to sleep when i get sleepy wow i don't have no time you don't live on a timetable of any sorts i mean when i'm telling somebody what time it is yeah but other than that i don't (laughs) i don't know i just got goofy out of nowhere yeah, I don't live on no timetable. I got up early this morning. That's probably why I'm slap happy right now. Wait, but what time I did got you go early. to sleep last night? I went to sleep early last night. I went mm. to sleep like 10 o'clock, bro. Mm. I went to sleep like 10 o'clock last night because I knew I had a long, loaded day of meetings with people who live 
a regular on a regular schedule. I don't. I got. I live a regular it. schedule. And I'm I'm starting my workout tomorrow, so I, I now I got to start getting up in the morning and doing it. So. Wait, what workout? I'm getting on on my on, back on my regimen. I ain't worked out in two and a half years. Wait to to do what? Like to fight? Like what? What's the what's the goal? What's what's? Yeah, what do you you have something scheduled? You have a fight scheduled? You're going to announce? It's just time, bro. You know, you know how you wake up. You wake up and you just decide it's time. It's time. It's time. I got too much extra weight on me. Oh, okay. I feel heavy. I feel heavy. I walk down the stairs and make noises at my house. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm tired of that. Wait, so should we a, set up an actual fight, a boxing bout? We could call the the fight. No, 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 no. no. I could be the cut man. I can come in there and my daughter, trim my daughter, you up. You're like, Daddy, you got fat belly. When I take my shirt off, uh, you it's got like fat a, belly. It's daddy. a it's a general workout aesthetically, which is you're not preparing to fight a, a fellow rapper yeah, yeah, yeah. or some I'm other prepared. celebrity. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Oh, even, I thought maybe it's not Nas even aesthetically. going after Nas. Not even necessarily aesthetically. It's just to, to be in better shape. You know, like, it seemed like everybody getting sick. You know, like, I, I just got news that um, an old friend of mine who I haven't seen in a long time just got real sick right after DMX, right after Black Rob. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just time to get back in shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to everybody out there, it, it, it creeps up on you quick, real quick. Um. I hate the hospital. I don't feel like being in no damn hospital. I'm good on that. Can't take care of yourself, I, I, especially in this time of being at home. It creeps up with you. Yeah, my hips hurt. Yes. Like my my next phase of things, like post Ramadan and even during Ramadan, is now to really figure out what's going on with my hips, my hips and my back. You know what I'm saying? Like this is you been stretching. It's becoming a thing. You been stretching? No, I should. I should be stretching more. Um, stretching hurts, man. But yeah, I need. To, I, that's what I'm saying. It's that that whole like, okay, next five years, what's wrong with me right now that I can solve? Because I don't want to feel mm-hmm. like this five years from now, you know. Or if I do feel like this five years from now, I don't want it to be from me just not taking care of this right now. So yeah, I gotta figure you, out. What's you remember going stretching on. didn't hurt. Stretching is always hurting, right? Didn't stretch always hurt? Shouldn't stretches hurt because you're stretching out your muscles? Stretching? Nah. Wait, what stretching are we talking about? With the legs? Yeah. Man, stretching hurts, man. It ain't supposed to hurt. Who told you that? Ain't nobody tell me shit. (laughs) Stretching ain't supposed to hurt. You're supposed to to stretch until you become flexible. Then the shit don't hurt no more, man. I don't know. Stretching didn't hurt you. Kid, did it? I don't. I, I maybe think, I was never flexible. I think once, I could stretch my daughter. I could stretch my daughter into a damn pretzel, and she won't be hurting at all. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> she's not forty either, man. I, but what? What I? What that's I think? What it, that's what I'm saying. No, but I remember think, when it did. When those the good old days? No, I I was watching this dude who has a a YouTube channel where he's a Shaolin monk, or he he did training at Shaolin or something like that. Um. And he was talking about specifically that stretching, right? Because I was at that point, I was like, yeah, I need to start stretching. So I started to look, you know, whatever. And uh, he was talking about stretching at the Shaolin Temple and like do, do how they used to stretch the, the kids. And he was like, yo, mm-hmm. it was horrifying. Like they because when, when we talk about that type of stretching, they're talking about like full block splits, 
like full splits, mm. right? Not like just like often to do a little thing here and run, but like full splitting. So that's why I was kind of like, what, what kind of stretching are we talking about? Um, if we talk about full on the floor, legs all the way out splits, dudes, like it was terrifying and it took him like months or it took him a, it took him a while specifically where his teacher would just come and like put him in all these crazy positions and just like stand on him or lean on him or put him in like rear, like they would stand on the kids and it would just be horror. He said it was like That's almost like child abuse. Yeah. Well, I never, I never did splits. I never did the splits. I don't What's know. What's the advantage of doing a split? <laughs> he, like took, what, what, he took it to the extreme, boy. I'm talking about. Right, but that's what I'm saying when you said stretching, right? So I'm thinking like what? <laughs> yeah, that's like Van Damme stretching. So that's what I thought you were talking about. I was like, are we talking about that? Like that? I was, I was that thinking hurts. knee to chest, you know, that kind of that kind of stretching. Yeah, Damn. that's <laughs> he took it to the he took it to the Ernie Reyes Jr. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, but on turn, but even that, like this. Yeah, but even that, even like. You know, like just kicking at a certain, you know, having a certain level of flexibility to get there. I mean, that is mm-hmm. it's a little bit of pain, man. It's a little, it's a little bit of pain, a little bit, a little bit. Pain. Maybe we should have a uh, a stretching monk on to, and 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 walk us through the the stretching regimen. You better not DM a stretching <laughs> from, <laughs> from your account. account. Yeah. <laughs> Let me find. Hey, if there's any DM exercising monks out there, DM us back through Royce. Yeah, that's DM funny. Tom. That's funny. Through <laughs> Tom. Tom on edge. Exercising monk. We said stretch. We we stretched in Christ school, and it it was. I mean, there's some people that probably have a, a, a more flexibility or or a better pain threshold, but I mean, at this point now, right now for me, yeah, it, it hurts. It hurts. Well, me personally, I, when I'm at the house, I walk down the stairs, one stair at a time, like this. <laughs> Holding on to the banister, bro. What? What? What's wrong? You know what I mean? Like, what's the issue? Yeah. Well, why are you doing this? Because too many times I went. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's me. Too many times, bro. Yo, falling down the stairs too is a thing, times. man. Shout out to everybody that 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 fell down the stairs. I hope that you're feeling better. It really that really gets that really gets people, man. That it hurts me. Carpet of stairs and socks that just don't don't mix. I was in um, I was in Nigeria for the same documentary I spoke about earlier, and the first kickoff meeting with the entire Nigerian team was upstairs. After the meeting, we walked out. Everybody was in front of me, and I had to grab something. I literally fell down the entire set of stairs from the the top of their office all the way to the bottom. I was so embarrassed. I jumped up and they were like, are you okay? And I'm like, yep, fine. And I remember getting the, the minute I got in the car to get out of there, my the other producer was sitting next to me. He said, you all right? And I said, no, I think I'm seriously, seriously hurt. But I, couldn't, I didn't want to admit it to these people who just met me in a foreign country that I just fell all the way down their steps. Oh, I'm fine. Take me to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, I was hurting. I was hurting. I needed some serious no. stuff. I'm seriously injured. 
Yo. <laughs> yo, yo, nerdy question though, uh, Royce. How deep are your stairs? Like, how shallow are you? Are you walking up like, <laughs> like, are you got super shallow steps where only like half of your foot fits on one time? Yeah, I don't know. It's only five ninths of a uh, step or what? <laughs> I don't really know, bro. What's the problem? All I know is that when I got, it's just having socks on and carpet, something happens where my socks slip on the carpet and I always slip somewhere around the same step. I don't know if it's one step that's off or I know maybe it's not enough step. Maybe it's too dense. I don't know, bro. All I know is I take it. I'm really careful now. But I think that's what life is, right? <laughs> life teaches you to be careful. You know, you know the spots in life. You know the spots in life where to be careful, where to be careful at. My is, stairs is just one of them, you know? Is that the philosophy? You know, like when you're a little kid, your mom says, don't touch that fire ryan you looking at the fireplace and you're going she said not to touch it but i want to know what that shit feels like and you put your little hand in there ah! you burn yourself and you never do it again you know not to touch that fire that's how it is with my steps all part of life i like that yeah philosophy. my steps you know my steps are are, are, are like a, a lesson in life bro it's a stepping stone. My steps are a stepping stone. <laughs> you should write like you should write like little sayings on your steps. You know, like <laughs> so you can read them on the way down. Like quotes, yeah. No, like quotes. I don't wish harm upon them. I'm saying like quotes. You know, like really, just really like lean into it. Like really mm-hmm. make those steps. So, so and then for your kids and everything. So every time they going up, they 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 stepping towards enlightenment. How about that? Look at that. Mm, mm, that the top step is like a whole like just profound statement. My son is 20. He's 22. He can run full speed down, down the steps. You know what I'm saying? Like, like nothing. Me, if I tried that, oh, please. Do you got like a, you got like ostentatious stairs, like a spiral staircase gilded with gold and stuff like that? Similar to your throne? I can see that. No, they come down, they go down, and then they go to the right, and then down. Is there like a lion statue at the end of the stairs, at the end of the banister? Like on the banister, you you pat it on the way down? Yeah, like a hawk, a falcon, something like that? No. No. Is it it like, are are the banister poles replaced with like guns? Like it's just none of that? It's nothing masculine about the house, and that's what you're asking. No. You can't. It's totally, it's totally my wife's house. So I'm just letting, I'm just letting that be known. I'm throw that out there. You just live there. It's, it's so, it's so much her house, and I make so many jokes that when I'm on my way home from here, there's a joke, a running joke between her and I, where I call and be like, "I'm on my way to your crib. You need anything?" And then if I'm leaving out and I'm coming here to the studio, where are you going? Your house? It's your, uh, what they call it, man cave? Heaven Studios is your man cave? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's my fortress. And I, you know what? I thought that your your matrix room, I thought it was hidden. 
Mm. I seen well, you, I seen you on the gram. It was like now it just seems like it's not hidden anymore. Like you just got guns hanging. Yeah, up you've been telling everybody place. where everything yeah. is. Not a matrix room. It's kind of a matrix. I thought matrix. it was the hidden room. I thought it was hit. I thought it was like this is my secret stash. It seems like it's that's your public. Uh, that's where you welcome guests. No, nobody goes in my fucking matrix room. <laughs> that's like somebody touching. Touching Brennan's drum set on Step Brothers. Nobody goes in my Matrix room, bro. I show it, but nobody's welcome in there. If you haven't seen Royce's Matrix room, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check out his Instagram. It's pretty interesting. It is quite the room. I don't, I don't have don't, a room like that. I'm not even allowed in there, and it's my room. <laughs> I need a hidden room. Yo, the evidence, the evidence, uh, the evidence against Royce, if it ever goes down, I mean, I want to meet the lawyer who's going to be able to argue. (laughs) Like, it's going to be the most, you're going to have to find, like, the best lawyers in the world to defend. (laughs) Why you say that? Because the evidence that you have publicly of just... (laughs) Is everywhere. (laughs) Like what? Like, like your matrix, what do you mean? Like, your matrix room... Like yeah, Yana. So so my client Royce, he's a he's listen. There's not a violent bone in this man's body, and then the the, the prosecution's gonna be like, ah, <laughs> oh, good, great. Here we go. Here we go. Chapter one. But there's no evidence of me committing any violent acts. Just evidence of me showing that where I'm willing to defend myself. That's it. It's all self defense. Never would I ever inflict harm upon anyone who, who who's not trying to inflict harm upon me mm, first. Mm. I'm just saying, I like it could, it could even it could just be like it ain't got to be some violent. It could be like uh, 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 a a parking ticket. <laughs> being there for <laughs> <laughs> your honor. Yeah, you get. You get. This man has a if matrix wall. Yeah. I'd just be like, man, I don't know what the hell you talking about. Mm. Leave me alone. Mm, mm, mm. Yo, Ed, that's a, a tragic segue. Um, but mm. I mean, might as yes. well dig into it. I know you've seen that. That was, that was on the list of things you kind of want to dig into, Tom. Uh, just, uh, shooting in, uh, up in Minneapolis again. Yeah, Brooklyn Center. I mean... So what exactly happened, man? Because I didn't, I didn't delve into it yet because I'm trying to guard my energy. What exactly happened? Here, here's my take, but then, I, Lou, you can dive in much further. But to me, it's a very odd story because, A, it happened literally blocks from a, an enormous court case that's going on that we're all kind of watching. And apparently the, the woman officer who thought she was grabbing her taser grabbed a gun and shot. And killed this this twenty I believe he's twenty two twenty years old with a with a son. Yeah, twenty year old kid. And it was a mistake that apparently she grabbed the wrong weapon. Hmm. Because how, they is, had, how is that possible? To they have the taser and the gun. Do you mean her own taser? Her yes. Own? There she had a taser and a gun. She went to grab apparently the taser, grabbed the gun, shot it. And killed him. <clears throat> Do they normally so, help? They normally carry those things in proximity in what proximity to each other? Like they're on the same side usually. 
I guess you want to have them both on the same side as whatever hand you are, right? Well, I was reading somewhere that it, most times, I, and again, I, I'm just reading this, you have them on two opposite sides. You have your strong arm with the gun and your off arm with the taser. Mm. Just that's, for reasons of you know, being... How can you make a mistake and do that? That's exactly... Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, so to me, I don't know. Is it a mistake? Is it more than that? Is it, I mean, it's a deadly mistake, obviously. It costs this young man his life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, mm. I'm in a weird, I just had a weird epiphany, right? Because I was going to lay down just the facts, right? I was going to lay down the facts as I know them, right? So when you ask, it's like, what happened? Same thing. It's like, because what you hear is like, uh, man gets shot by the police, Right. And then you get like it was an accident. Da, da, da. But it, you you rarely get like what all, all happened, like what all happened. And I'm careful and I'm going to start doing this because um, I kind of wait before I speak on things or involve myself with things because I know there's still facts and, and things to come out. Right. And then I also know how people can take facts or take truths and weaponize them and uh, use that back and forth to either critique people or. Like we just like we just kind of talking about with you, right? It's like it could be something where it ain't it. You going to court, you going to court for somebody else, right? You just in the crowd, and then they're like, "Oh, look who he brought! He brought dude!" And if you seen his Instagram, da, 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 they'll start using things to make a case for somebody against somebody else. They ain't got really nothing to do with the what, what's happening in the in the core piece, right? So my thing was like, I'm gonna preface this by saying this is what I found out. Just reading, I think it's the New York Times. I think it's the New York Times. I could be wrong. I apologize if it's not. Because um, I was interested too. Like, okay, what's going on? What happened? You know, how do we get here? Mm-hmm. And so from what, what I understand is they pulled him over um, because he had expired like registration or expired like tags or plates. Expired tags. Or something like that. Yeah. Right? Um, to be kind of chronological he had the car because I think his either his somebody his parents or somebody had gave him that car and he was he only had it for like a couple weeks or something like that right mm-hmm. um and you know spot that kind of you think like all right cool if you had a car for a couple weeks then yeah it might be going through registration registration could be expired if it's a new car it's not yours you you know you gotta go through processes and stuff like that understood and then what the next piece is when they pull him over. And run the run the plates, uh, run his who he is. Um, that it came back to he had a warrant for his arrest, um, mm-hmm. and that's how you get from you know just getting pulled over for expired tags and stuff like that to you know you know guns and you know altercation now right like how to even get to a point where guns and stuff even tasers are pulled or whatever right it goes from just being like yeah warning or a ticket into like there's confrontation and uh the the pieces and and the reason i said that preface that earlier because i don't want this to be like we're holding court right now like these is just like the facts of like what they say happened but i don't want people to excuse it as like oh you're painting this dude as being having a matrix room or you're painting this dude to do this this is just what i know from the one article that i read and uh so he uh, he gets back in the car, 
or makes a motion to get back in the car. And whatever altercation happens, and that's where you get the officer reaching for whatever they were going to plan to reach for, right? And then he, as he's, he speeds off and shoot, she shoots, right? And he gets probably like a couple blocks and then the car crashes into like another car, crashes into something. Uh, and then he's pronounced dead at the scene with a, a shot to the chest. And in the car was his girlfriend, I think, or a female acquaintance or something like that was in the car with him. And I think this whole time he was on the phone with his mom or on the phone with, with somebody telling him what was going, what was happening. And in the, in the, in the piece where after he pulls off, after he gets shot, crashes, I think like the mom calls back again, the girlfriend picks up and said, they just shot him. So mm. that's what I understand as being like, a, at least a, like the the whole thing like how did it get to this what caused this how do we get to that what do we get to that that's the story that that i read in the uh the news article i think this morning um so yeah with no judgment calls not trying to paint anything or do anything like that um at the end of the day it's super super bad if somebody has to pass away over something so so small but um the the reason that they say he had a warrant was uh um having a, a pistol uh, unlicensed firearm and then running from the police. Yeah. He didn't come in on his warrant or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. So, but even still, you know, something, you know, life and death at the balance of, you know, a traffic altercation, you know, it's unfortunate, unwarranted, but that, that's the story as I know it thus far, Royce, I'm sure it's probably going to change and more is going, you know, as they always do, more stuff is going to happen more stuff's going to come to light in terms of the officers saying that they made a mistake to, for this or that. I, I don't even know. I can't even begin to even speak to that, you know? And she was young too. The officer, I believe the officer was 26, 27. I thought Still, she was like 40. She was young. I thought the officer was like 40. I don't, Older officer. I don't believe so. Anyway. Uh, no, the officer, Kimberly A. Okay. Potter, a 26, well, no, no, I'm sorry. You're right. A 26-year veteran of the force. Yeah. So, yes, she had been on the force for 26 years. Yeah. You're correct. She's older. Hmm. Oh, man. There you have mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. What else happened? And I think she resigned. And then the... Uh, she resigned. And I think then the police chief resigned, too? Oof. Yeah, I, I don't know about that, but I man, so. they're having some bad times out. I in think I think so. Uh, Minneapolis. And just to be clear, I think Brooklyn Center is different. It's a different city, so it's not like Minneapolis. You know, so it's not like it's a pl- different the- city. But I I think it's it's close though. And when I say close, meaning it's a, it's probably ten miles or less. Yeah. So when we say that the police chief resigned, it uh, it wouldn't have been the like Minneapolis police chief, right? Been like yeah, which is Hennepin like, County or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's this uh, this small this smaller town or Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. And it's on the heels of like, there's been like, how many mass shootings has there been since we had our, our episode where we're, we're kind of addressing that? Like, there's been like more. There was like a, a, a shooting and I don't, I don't want to call it a mass shooting because I know the, the language on that is very specific. But there was like the shooting at the high school 
in Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. remember, still the remember the shooting in Colorado is still kind of like yeah. there, kind of like past. But if, even in between, I think Colorado, there's been was there one in Texas or something like that. I don't, I don't want to keep. There was but one in Texas. There was one there. It was one in Orange County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy right now. What, I don't know what what is triggering all of this. Like, Orange, are, are yeah. we, Orange County is west, right? Yeah, I think it's West Coast. I think I think it's because there's an Orange County in New York, but I thought I think it's Orange County, California. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know. Is it? I mean, it. We talked about this before. Is it pent up craziness? Is it mental health? Is it? Access, I mean, it's guns, man. You think it's the guns? It's guns, man. I saw it is because it's all of those things that you said, Tom, like all layered in there, right? Even this thing with the Dante, the one Dante, right? I think Dante, right? I mean, what's the deciding factor in that case? That cop's gun, you know, you go to Colorado, you don't feel, like, you don't feel like the cops should, should be able to carry them either. It's countries where cops don't. You know, Terry um, you know, um, where, where in the UK, there's like special where? squads, if I'm not mistaken. Tom, do my due diligence. So I'm not out here lying to the people on the first day of Ramadan. <laughs> um, but it's, there's countries where, you know, in places where, you know, cops aren't armed like that, you know, um, they have their, their departments within the police force, which are armed, that the unarmed cops would call if they needed that to come into play. But then I don't know how this changed over the past climate. You know, we had all these terrorist attacks and different stuff in Europe and stuff like that. It might have, it might have been different. Um, but I don't know if it's, it's just part of the conversation. So in, in your own state of California, uh, I think this is just recent. Oh, it's as of February. Berkeley City Council voted to ban police stops for low-level offenses in hope to, um, I, I guess, to uh, reducing racial disparities in policing. I don't know exactly how that would work, though. So if you're speeding, you just don't get pulled I mean, over? That's that's one thing, right? Like, I don't think that's the solution. I think that that there's other... Mm-hmm. Like, that's the take, like, that will work if you were talking about drugs, right? If you just, like, legalize all drugs, right? That means all drug crime grows away. And then all the pressures that create other crimes because mm-hmm. people are trying to either protect their drugs, you know, smuggle their drugs, you know, whatever, right, for their drugs. And there's going to be other crimes. And that, that that's showcased in, like, a, how, like, a lot of the cartels started to diversify, Right. So when you think of like Mexican cartels, you might think of like, oh, it's all drugs and cocaine. But it's like, no, they're doing like kidnapping and like all types of hijacking and all this other crazy stuff. So it's not necessarily going to solve, you know, crime as a whole, but at least it'll put a a, it'll stem a lot of the, the crime that's committed in and around kind of drugs. If you did that with like just low level traffic stops and stuff like that. I don't think it's going to have that type of effect. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that because there are some, there's some low level crime things, which are, I believe necessary for like, 
you know, people running stop signs. Well, uh, you know, speeding, stuff like that, speeding in school zones, like all of that stuff uh, kind of needs to be kept in check. I don't I don't think we need to go too far off the deep end where we just stop enforcing crime as a whole. You know, I think it's some things that you need a certain level of like presence and a certain level of resistance. How you apply that and where you apply that you know, just needs to be meted out. But I don't think for the sake of trying to solve police shootings, that's like, OK, we're going to stop pulling people over for speeding and stuff like that. Like, I don't think that's the right move. I guess the thinking, though, is that, and I don't know if I agree or disagree with this, but if you stop for minor violations, you immediately take away this interaction that could lead to something much more severe that it didn't need to go to. I, I guess that's, that's their point in there. And is there a way to ticket those people? I mean, nowadays, I mean, how many, how many times have I gotten a ticket I shouldn't say this, but a ticket in the mail, you know, because the cameras, you're, they're already, they're already finding other ways to not have to interact with you for um, speeding, for stop signs, for traffic lights, you know, for, for minor violations that then don't warrant a face-to-face conversation, which could lead to something very different. So that's, that's a matter right. of, I guess, installing technology. But that's like after the fact. You know what I'm saying? Like, what does that mean if somebody who ran a stop sign, and it's just ifs, if somebody who ran a stop sign hits mm-hmm. a kid, you know? What, yeah. what good is that traffic-like ticket if you got somebody who's habitually running them and doesn't, you know, the, the, it's, it's somewhat to be able to capture it in real time, or at least be able to address it in real time. Um, thing, things like, like, like suspended plates, you know, uh, uh, reg- registration, expire, stuff like that. Like, I understand the modus operandi behind it. Um, I just don't think that that's what's going to solve it. I think what would solve it in that interaction if nobody had a gun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the, the, the interaction, it, the only reason the interaction is dangerous is because there's a weapon involved. You know, there's a firearm in the midst. Um, Man, we can't even get guns taken off from normal citizens. I can't even imagine a situation in the United States where policemen would give up the right to carry guns. I mean, I, I'm, I can't believe how they did it in the UK, but it is true in the UK. The vast majority of, of police do not carry guns. It's not their decision. They ain't giving up shit. It's not their decision, but you know that like unions and so forth are going to fight that to the bitter end and lobbying. I mean, it's not their decision, but they have a role in it. I mean, I think it's by design. I think that narrative is by design. And America was born out of, you know, violence, you know. So yeah. America's known, America's constitution is built around violence, right? The gun is enshrined in in it, literally, right? Uh, the Declaration of Independence, you know, is, a, is basically a declaration of war. Right. Independence just means it's a substitute. You call it the war of independence, but it's a war. Right. Where we're going to kill some people. Um, so I think just America's culture is that. And I think, again, going back to the gun companies and the people who profit directly from that, uh, it is a, it is to say, like, nah, cops should have guns because, you know, the bad guy got guns. You know, or this person has a gun. Or that person has a gun. And they're not wrong. Right. But it still does, it addresses like, well, why does that person need a gun? 
right? Because these criminals got guns, and then this person's got a gun. So it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, you know, where cops, why does a cop need a gun? Because I'm fearful for my life, or I'm in no, to control no, the situation. Is there a really a, a, a realistic way of, of, of wiping the country clean of guns? Is that, a, is that possible? Because that's not possible then. I don't know if that's too. If that's I mean, too. somehow they did it in the UK. Now they have their other set of problems, but in, they start, in terms of from get rid of all the guns, or did they just did their police? You know, everybody else's police force didn't evolve the same way ours did. Ours evolved from the slave patrol. So what about over there? Like, did, nah, did it start, that's a good point. Did it start from somewhere where the foundation of it was too many guns? Let's get rid of them. And let's do it this way, or did it evolve in just to what it is now? I mean, I could take a guess that they're first they're on an island, right? So they're 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 much and it's much smaller, right? So they're much more aware mm-hmm. of what's coming in and what's coming out, much more able to control the flow of goods in general, right? Um, and kind of have to be, right? Because if the ships stop coming in, you got other problems you have to deal with. Um, also, like. I mean, they, they had the, the British for, for, for a time were responsible for slavery, right? So on top of that, it's like they, they had, uh, insights into controlling, into controlling populations, but I think in different ways, right? So if you think about how do we control a population of slaves in America, uh, it might be different than how we control a population of slaves or keep taps on a population of slaves in Jamaica, which was the British colony at that time, right? Uh, where they would use things like, of course, they had raw violence and stuff like that, but, I mean, you only got so many bullets in that flintlock rifle. You know what I'm saying? You don't have, like, 100-round clip magazines and all that stuff, right? So there has to be other things that are in play to control the narrative and keep people in play. One was, this is an island. Right. There's nowhere to go. You know, so if you're a slave and you run away, ain't no Canada. Right. You're going to hit an ocean over here. You're going to hit a sea over here. You're going to hit another <laughs> ocean over there. You're going to hit another ocean over there. Right. So it's, it's kind of like, OK, um, if you don't know how to swim, you're dead type situation. And then the other piece is the narrative of like, well, if you think of America, you could run and keep running. You could really go somewhere and establish yourself and not have to worry about the terrain kind of being a barrier to you escaping or leaving. But then also they were you they were they were in tune with the cultures and the narratives that they had as slaves. So it would be like, we know that you have certain taboos uh, against dismemberment. Right. So if you try and do anything uh, and we know you care more about the afterlife than this life. So we know if you do anything, we're going to kill you. You're not worried about that because, you know, you're going to go to the afterlife. You're going to be fine. But. We're going to cut your arms off. We're going to cut your head off. And then you won't be able to reassemble. So now you won't be able to go to the afterlife. Right. So it's things like that. And the people like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to play this little game with y'all for the most part. Um, So I think it's it's still coming from a malicious place, you know, still coming from that spot. But different ways that things evolve with the relationships of where things happen geographically. And then what's the cultural narrative? that are also there, how, how much they are aware of that. Fast forward that to today. Again, America is a place that was born 
and born like built by the gun. You know what I'm saying? Like we were built, built by a revolution, by gun, right? Like outside of police, outside yeah. of anything like that. Like it was literally like the gun, right? It's kind of started mm-hmm. this country and what still to this day, while America is so revered around the world, you know, outside of, you know, culture, currency, it's that gun, you know, it's that Pentagon budget. It's that stealth fighter. It's that F-35. It's that Marine Corps at your, at your doorstep. It's the Navy SEALs, you know, it's the AR-15 toting such and such. So, I mean, that, that gun piece is ingrained in kind of American, um, the American narrative in a deep, deep way. I mean, I would even take it further and say people overseas, when they think of America, they still think of the cowboy, right? That wild, wild west, mm. that got cunt carrying your gun. And I mean, that, that's kind of, that's America. There was no wild, wild west in other countries. It seems like, man, like conflict management, what do you do in those moments? You know, where you're faced with somebody who you have legitimate right to detain. You know, like there's whether it's whether it's for a big thing or a small thing. Like I've I've been arrested by the police on some like, you know, you're you're speeding. Why are you speeding? Because I'm trying to get home. You know, it's it's St. Patrick's Day. I'm trying to get home. Like I want to get off these streets. You know, car accidents, people drunk, driving. I'm trying to get out of here, which is valid, right? Like, yeah, okay, cool. I can see that, man. But, you know, still at the same time, too, you could be the person sober, speeding, unable to control your car because something happens in a flash before, you know, you're veering off the road, hitting somebody or driving up, trying to evade one of those drunk people. So I get that. Then it becomes, oh, yo, your license is suspended, right? And Mm -hmm. it goes from like, casual conversation of trying to like maybe get off or get this get the cop to see his my point of view to like oh no you're a criminal right now let's go cuffs back of the yeah. car and search the whole thing and i was like he's you know what are we gonna do with this car luckily we were way out and it was like i know you don't want to deal with that car so look my people's is up the street let me get them to come pick up the car we ain't gotta worry about that all right cool but i was a prisoner I was done for, right? Um, and it's like, what do you do? People talk about this, you know, how you supposed to behave and stuff like that. You know, I always look at it like, man, I ain't got no gun. You know, I don't have the same plays in court that, that, that y'all got. I can't get away with this. You know, I have the whole, you might be the dirtiest cop on the force, but I know if I do anything to you, that the entire force going to be on my back. You know what I'm saying? Pulling all types of tricks of the trade. So in those little moments that I know I can control, whether I'm in the right or, or they in the wrong, I like, man, just put these, put me somewhere safe. Keep me away from you. That's what I'm trying to do in this moment. And for some folks that may not be, they may not have an opportunity to do that. They might not be their thought process. You know, it might be not their mentality. You know, I need, no, man, no, and then just, it escalates very quickly. Mm-hmm. I know that, 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 um, that army, the army guy, the army soldier guy, did they pull it over? Where was that at? Was that Maryland? Virginia? I don't know that one. I didn't dive into that one, Royce. I just seen the, uh, the guy who had the, the uniform on. Was oh, that yeah. Where, what, that was in Virginia, I believe. Let me look. He didn't say nothing argumentative. 
That shit escalated on its own. Matter of fact, they they jumped out the car mad at him. <laughs> they pulled him over with mad as soon as they jumped out the goddamn car. Yeah, that was in Virginia. <laughs> like, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Virginia, and that was, again, a traffic stop. Mm-hmm. I think we got something here. Traffic stops tend to, to lead to very bad things. How Technology. Many black, how many black officers do you hear uh, accidentally killing somebody? Not many. There's things that make the news because you know, they're built and designed to make the news. Yeah. Well, black, black officer, for black officer killed the unarmed white man, you don't think that's news? That would be newsworthy and, and full of propaganda? I mean, if a black officer killed another black man, right? Not to, not to dodge your question. Not what not what okay, so if, 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 a, if a black officer kills an unarmed white person. But with, here's the difference. Here's the difference. I think that we as black folks look at the news differently than maybe how white folks look at it. There's a certain level of kind of like expectation about the news in general, just the media in general, what it should be covering, what it's not covering, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think if you had a situation where a a white off, well, we have it, a white officer shoots a black person, no matter what the circumstances are, at least in the interim, because we, we've experienced that with the, sh- with the brother down in Atlanta, right, at the Wendy's. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't know he was, it was WWF, right, prior to him getting shot. Um, if, you, if you see white officer shoots black person, it's, on, it's mainstream, it's news, it's gone, right? For reasons of we as black folks demand it to be news, Right. Um, And, you know, it's news. News places would feel like they're doing some they're doing something wrong if they don't cover it. And I think if you reversed it, I think it'd be different. I think it'll be a a little bit of news. um, And then kind of get settled to a certain degree for both those reasons. One, because black folks don't want to see a black person put on stage like that. So it becomes as the news organization, how do we handle this? Because now it's flip flop. So let's just kind of like hope that another bigger story comes out so we can kind of put this one to the side. And I don't think you're going to see the same kind of energy from the white community to keep it in people's faces like that. That's just so a white, an unarmed white person get killed by a black officer. That doesn't make the news because white people aren't as high strong as black people that's what you're saying about the news um i mean it depends on the it depends on the case so take christopher donner right christopher donner was a black cop that shit was all over the news i know but here's the the kicker he was he was shooting like he was just whacking people he was assassinating people people that's connected to it um how innocent were they right if you can't get do you get his his girl if you do this you do that savage um, but in our conscience, we don't really reference Christopher Downer no more. Like he was news at the time mm-hmm. and it was a hit and it was big and da, 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 da. And I remember even when Dave Chappelle brought it up when he was, when he had his comedy special, right? We was talking about some with Christopher Dorner and don't mention or something like that. 
And it was like, wow, I haven't heard that name in forever. Right? Because I don't think it carries the same kind of cachet as, you know, white cop shoots black person in this narrative in which we're living in today. So when you put it on the, when you, when you put the shoe on the other foot of black, black cop shoots unarmed white person from a news standpoint, I don't think it carries the same weight. I don't think it carries the same demands. I don't think it fits the. So you're, saying, you're saying you think it, you're saying you think it probably happens just as much. It just doesn't carry the same weight, so it doesn't make the news. No, nah, I think we could find out if it does. You know, like some stuff don't make the news. You know, certain things, even things that make the news. Lots now, of stuff doesn't make the news. Even the things that made the news now. So you think of, I go back to Ahmaud Aubrey, right? Ahmaud Aubrey happened months before we knew it even happened. You know what I'm saying? It might have been a little bit of bubbling over here, but in terms of it being in the news and you being unable to escape it, it's like we were watching footage that was a month old. You know? So even things that eventually may come into the news and be a big deal because there's, a, again, a lot of promotion, a lot of people like demanding that this needs to be front and center. Like, how often does that happen? You know, how many shootings are there actually occurring? Like, how much is that? We think about these. Think about that. Ten people got shot or all those people got killed in a supermarket in Colorado. It was like mm-hmm. after the next day. You don't hear nothing, right? Because there's another shooting, and there's another shooting, there's another shooting. Um, they had a shooting in Atlanta. The Asian, uh, the guy who went in and shot up the, the massage parlors, right? It's kind of like, now what, what else do we do? Like, we just got to kind of wait until there's a trial. We got to kind of wait. And then how many people actually follow the trial when it's not like a big, high-impact, hmm. well-covered kind of thing? It's like, we don't even know what happens to these people. You know, no they idea. come up yeah. years later when they go to trial, years later, oh, dude got the death penalty or dude did this or dude. And it's just a blip in the midst of the other bigger narrative or the other big thing that just happened. So, I mean, I don't think that it's I don't think that black folks are less high strung. I do recognize that there is or white folks are less high strung than black folks. I do think there is a certain uh, tension and a certain demand from the black community as a whole when things like this happen for that thing to be front and center no matter what right and it just keeps it has to be in our you got to keep it in people's face because there's so much like uh what's the word i'm looking for there's so much like uh there's so much packed into it that this case is representative of the condition of black people and we need to stop this so every case so every time something happens every case means a lot more than the actual case itself yeah I don't think saying. I don't think Whereas, a black I don't think a black cop shooting an unarmed white person means means as much. Yeah, it should, but it should, it doesn't. I, I get I actually in a weird way I get exactly what you're saying. Rice, yes, you don't seem you don't seem convinced of that. No, I don't agree with that shit. <laughs> Come on, man. It's just racism. That's it. That's it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not rolling with nothing else. Nothing else. If it was, a, if it was a black officer doing that, his balls would be in a fucking sling right now. We would all see it. Come on, man. See, if know. the tables were turned, I don't know, I don't know about and, that. At a certain point, it becomes cops. Like it's like cops, mm-hmm. right? And it's like 
yeah, you black, you white, but at a, to a cop, you're a cop. And you could be the blackest pro-black. Not saying that racism doesn't take place within the cop community, but there is something about being a cop, man, that, that separates you a yeah, little they bit. Got their own, they got their own code. I agree yeah. with that. But I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about as it pertains to the things the cops are doing to civilians. There seems to be a disparaging, unbalanced amount of white police officers doing things to unarmed black males and females. You don't see it in any other type of variable that you can that you can put out there. Now, you can say maybe it's just not making the news because of the demand that us as black people have. Okay, yeah, you can say all that. But to me, no, I think it's just white people, white police officers doing shit to black people. That's what I think. But what do I know, man? No, I mean, it's there. I mean, each case, this is why I kind of step back from speaking on these things until they at least fulfill themselves a little bit more and more on the details. And I mean, the details matter. The detail, if they don't, if they don't make it right, they at least make it make sense. So yes, is, 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 is it racism? Is it there? Potentially, I don't know. I don't know if that white woman is racist. Just because she's a cop and she's white and she shot a black dude. I don't know if that makes her racist. I do know that. I'm not saying that makes her racist. I'm saying the, the stats make, make it a racist issue, an issue with racism. The stats make it. I can't, we can't say to each individual, you're automatically a racist because there is a such thing as making a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But by way of statistic, if you're just looking at statistic and you're looking at the unbalanced stat. That's racism. That's what racism is. If you want to if you want to judge racism by looking at a statistic, that's exactly you're looking exactly racism in the face without isolating any one or two or three. You know, this lady could have been because I was going to say earlier, women don't women don't usually make those kinds of mistakes. But I didn't say it because I don't want to get it (laughs) conflated with the motherfuckers that's fucking up. You know what I'm saying? The people that fuck it up, fuck it up for the ones that actually are making a mistake. And that's how it is. And, and none of it is really being addressed or dealt with properly because it's too much of what if and this and mm-hmm. propaganda and this. And it's only because of that. And it's only because of this shit only happened with us. Do you think that this is a front page story if that was a white woman who shot a white man? Because part of this story <laughs> is. The- when do you see that happening? No, I'm saying if this was, you know, Tom Wright, not, not you know, and if, if it was because part of this is the situation that's going on. Right. We're 10 miles away from a major court case that 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 had this entire country up in arms uh, this summer. And so part of it is it's it's proximity to where that was being located mm-hmm. and the fact that it was a white officer and a, and a black man. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question is, is if it was a white officer and a white man. Would this be would we even be talking about this right now? The reason why we're talking about this right now is because we see footage all over all online where there's a white officer and a white man and the white man is speeding off. He's just not getting shot. It's only when the black man decides to speed off that it's gunfire. You know what I'm saying? You see white men pushing police officers down, assaulting police officers chasing them around the car. You can even put the fucking Barnum and Bailey music with it when they're chasing them around the car. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, they don't even think to use excessive force until it's mm. a person of color. That's why we're talking about it. That's it. That's it. So you don't think it even happens if that's a white dude in the car? I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a possibility that this happened before, 
but not in such of an amount where it demands the attention of the people. This is just happening at a rate where it's demanding our attention. That's it. That's it. That's it. My workout starts tomorrow, bro. (laughs) You know what I mean? What's your workout entail? I'm changing subjects here. What's your workout entail tomorrow? Start out slow. Okay. You know, first I gotta first I gotta knock off the rapper the rapper the rapper fat. You know what I'm saying? Rapper fat. Once I get Lupe, know what that is? He has no, something on point. No, I Which is I, I, what do you mean? You, yeah, like pull, you, you like to pull everybody into just one <laughs> little thing, like oh, you're rapper. a, bo- you're a boxer, rappers. okay? You're a boxer, there is no okay? You're a rapper who you has, are. Hold on. Listen, 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 listen. listen. You, you there is are. No such thing as a rapper who has not had rapper fat at some point in his rap, you can't maintain a successful career and not yeah, have rapper fat. Up. It's it, part of success. How are you going to call it just rap? Like it's people who fat, man. They ain't got to be rapper. They can be singers. <laughs> no, I ain't talking <laughs> right? about, I ain't talking about I that say type dancers. of fat. Dancers may fat. not have it. I'm talking about rapper fat. You why, know, like why when, you gotta when, throw it at me, like, oh, Lou, Lou know what I'm talking about. He oh, know what it is. Every rapper, every rapper has it, especially us in shape ones. You ain't never seen me in pictures when my face is just like round and it's like fat because I've been drinking too many Monster Energies or too much That's Patron. Because That's because you drink fat. too many Monster Energy drinks, right? Absolutely. You, With you and other people like you who drink too much. That's too where much. the rapper fat comes from. It's not rapper fat. It's just Royce fat, man. It's five nine. No, fat. no, no. That's what you got. Ain't no Royce fat. Yeah, oh, rapper. Rapper, rap, it's man. rapper fat, huh? Yeah, bro. I'm telling fat. you, because before before I was a rapper, you I didn't, didn't have, have rapper fat. fat. No, I've never had happy. rapper fat, and I'm not a rapper. Therefore, it must be rapper fat. You've never had rapper fat before you're a rapper. You know what I'm saying? When did you start rapping, bro? You talking about professionally? No, period. Since you want to throw, since you ain't want to make the <laughs> distinction between professional rapper fat and amateur rapper, when did you start rapping? Sixteen. Sixteen years old. Mm-hmm. So you're rapper fat. Before that, though, when you was super athletic, running around, I'm not. Bad. I was super athletic at sixteen. Super athletic. I didn't turn into rapper fat. Until I got into my professional career. There we go. That's when I turned rapper fat. There we go. Even my do-rags was fitting different. Like I tie them up in the back and then the back would be hurting. (laughs) This part right here. This part right here would be hurting, dog. I take my do-rag off and I have like marks right here. Yo, you got to. You know what? Weight is a thing, though. You know, in general. And I always push my homies out there. Who are maybe a little bit over overweight? Uh, check your sugar. Check your sugar intake. Uh, try and get a little bit more active. And just on the strength of not even on losing weight, but these joints of mine, you know, make sure that you're getting out there, moving around, not being sedentary, sitting around. Make sure you get up and, and work out. Use your body while you still got it. You know what I'm saying? Before it turns on you. Like my hips are turning on me right now. I know twenty. I know in your in your early twenties, checking your sugar intake is not something you generally do. But you should. Mm-hmm. That's not a young twenty year old thing. You should to do. You should. Oh man, I sure wish you would check the sugar intake. 
Cause look, it ain't that far away though. Like you could be twenty no. and vibing. I know. Twenty six. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But no, people in their twenties aren't smart. All right. We don't. No, we don't start even using our brains until we're about thirty. All right. Thirty five, maybe. Most of us. Most of us. Especially me. I'm speaking for myself on that one. Because in my twenties. I didn't give a fuck about shit. You don't think in that, my twenty. You don't think that pain happens, like and not pain. See, we don't think that our bodies really don't rock with us, right? We think our bodies are our friends when we sixteen, twenties, that in the teens. You think our bodies are friends when you hit thirty, your body will turn against you real quick, and you'll be thinking about pain. Yeah. You never think about your body hurting itself. Right, you always think it's somebody yeah, else gonna do something. Somebody wants to break up. Yeah, your body wants to break up with you. <laughs> so when you hit thirty, your brain turns on and your body turns against you. Your body, yeah, your body to sum it up. Your body files for a divorce. Yes, that's exactly what happens. Oh mm-hmm. my god! You got to try and get the bitch back. <laughs> Look, so as much as much as you can, ladies and gentlemen, as young as you are, trust me. Make sure that you keep in mind that when you get old, your body hurts. Your body will, you will pay the price soon. It ain't, it ain't like I'm going to be 90. Like, nah, bro. You're going to be 36. Ladies and gentlemen, starting tomorrow, I'm getting my bitch, I mean, my body back. I want my body back. Right now, I'm built like a melted Milky Way. All right. A melty Milky Way. I'll tell you what, though. If I make it to 90, that's where you turn the, the corner. Then I just start eating, drinking, drugs, you name it, I'm doing it at 90. Why no, not? I guarantee you're not. Oh, I, you give me give me 40-some years. Your perspective will probably change by the time you get 90. I'm doing be- it all at that point. Well, I told myself I was going to do drugs, but I don't fucking feel like it. I'm doing it all at that point. Like doing no drugs at 90, if, you might as well do that shit now. If they're able, if like in the medical world, they're able to come up with like exoskeletons and all type of different things that you could do medicine wise or like add on wise to make you feel like when you're 90, feel like you're 20, then probably that that kind of makes sense. Like if I'm 90 and I have like what even what I feel right now, and I'm 90 and I know I only got like you know, whatever left. Oh, yeah, I'm going crazy. Sky yeah, I'm going diving. Crazy. I'm going. I'm going. I'm climbing. Skydiving. I'm bungee jumping. Where I grew up at. In our love deeper oh, we're singing that song again. It's time to go. Oh, here we go. You're listening to the Lupe and Royce Show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce to 5'9", and Tom Frank. Today's show is sponsored by Masterclass. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds, anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn modern Japanese cooking from Nikki Nakayama or learn scientific thinking and communication from Neil deGrasse Tyson with over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors. That thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. Fellas, I'm in the midst of learning about the art of negotiation with Chris Voss. He's a former negotiator for the FBI and talks about bargaining, body language, and neuroscience, and the fact that great negotiation is about great collaboration, the give and the take, and the belief of who's doing what. I highly recommend that you check it out. 
Get unlimited access to every master class, and as a listener of the Lupe and Roy Show, you get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash Lupe and Royce. That's masterclass.com slash Lupe and Royce for 15% off Masterclass. You're listening to the Lupe and Royce Show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce the Five Nine, and Tom Frank. I have a question for you guys, though. What? So our, our sponsor this week is, is Masterclasses. And mm-hmm. I have to wonder if the two of you had to do a master class, master class, what would, what would you do it on? What is the one thing that somebody is going to sit down and listen the art of something from the two of you? I could do one on making eggs for sure. <laughs> <laughs> making eggs. I'll fuck some eggs up. That's the only thing I can cook. I can cook the shit out of them, though. <laughs> I can do mine. I'm going to log in the master class, and I'm going to watch Royce the Five Nine, The Art of Making an Egg. Making an egg. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm the omelet master. I'm actually the not omelet good at master, omelets, huh? I don't think. Hmm? I'm not good at making omelets. I'm, make, I'm good at making eggs, but that, that, you have to have patience. You've got to wait, and then you've got to make that flip. I'll wait and wait. Oh, and wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm worried that it's getting burnt underneath. Yeah, patience. You got to know. I have get, no patience. It won't get burnt underneath with the, like, with the right lubrication on the skillet. Hmm. All right. So that's your master class. Wait, what's your master class? Rap. What are you talking about? You think I'm going to say something sarcastic and funny like Royce? Eggs? <laughs> something ridiculous? No. Rapping. That's what would be my math class, rapping. But no, no, we got to go. It's got to be more specific than just rapping. I Why? Listen, trust me. That's what everybody want to learn how to do. You could do a master class on rapping. I, mean, I think you could actually. No, master because, class. Because of the type of lyricist he is. Oh, yeah. You can just say rap and people will be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I want to know how to rap like Lupe. Bam. The art of rap. Yeah. Give, it, yeah. give us your promo, right? Give us your promo right now. Yeah, what Masterclass up? is listening. Let me do it. Yeah, what up? This is Lupe Fiasco. Have you ever wanted to know how to rap? Then subscribe to my Masterclass right here on Masterclass. Uh, and I will teach you mastery in class form on the art of rapping. How to rap, where rap comes from, and where rap is going. All that. So join me, Lupe Fiasco, on my master class rap. Look at that. Hey, how you doing? This is Royster59. And um, if you, by any chance, were worried about why you suck at making eggs, let me be the first to put your mind, put your mind at ease. I will teach you about cooking eggs, omelets, and all that it encompasses. All you got to do is sign up to my Make an Egg master class. I ain't just talking about no three eggs. I'm talking about one egg, two egg, four egg, all egg. Sign up to my master class. Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that. We got eggs and we got rap. I think I'd watch those back to back. Might start with the egg. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Hey, we forgot to uh, say something at the very beginning. Our hotline number, we're getting a lot of calls. We're getting a lot of calls. Oh, I think we, because we, Hit them with we normally name. announce it first. 
Hit him with the number. You got something mm-hmm. nice? You got something funny? Just say, leave us a voicemail, 707-276-6261. Yo, people ain't been leaving raps? We haven't had a rap be, in a while. I was expected to be flooded with freestyles. We should have some more. I think you guys might have scared them a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Good. I want them so to be So please, scared. I enjoyed them. Something, send the rap back. Hey, we did have a listener call in after our uh, one of our episodes, and, and they suggested an interesting new NBA uh, HBO Max show for us. Have you heard of this martial arts show called Warrior? I'm not watching it. You ain't watching it. I am a little bit more partial to Netflix. Am I allowed to say that? It's easy. Netflix is easy. HBO need to learn something from let from uh, Netflix. Get easy. Easy Netflix over like them easy. eggs that Rush gonna teach you on his master class over there. Gonna sign up for that master class. Hey, Rush nine over, an egg. Over, over easy scramble. Uh, not not anything but poached. Over easy <laughs> scramble. Go ahead, Tom. Now. We got another interesting voicemail. It's a it's a first hand report about Cecil Hotel. Oh Cecil man, Hotel. I got oh, so I got some people to just put up, bro. I gotta go. Can we get, uh, can listen we... to this now. The guy's uh, name got, is Tom. I'm sure he wants some spaghetti. Yo, you my name Tom. is yeah, bro. When you just what? took your hat off, Royce, you and Tom are really similar. You put you give me glasses and a little bit of a tan. <laughs> Put a flash shirt on me, and I am Royce the Five Nine. You seen him take it there? Don't be showing think... up. Don't be showing up as a fake Royce. You gotta have. You gotta have a certain level of limitation on your fugues, man. You can't just be out counterfeiting everything. But if you did just happen to do it, I would definitely applaud it. Just know that you got my blessing if you ever decide to go that deep. Maybe that's what I do for Halloween this year. Baseball cap low and put some shades on. Put some shades. I'm wearing that plus a flash shirt when I come to Heaven Studio. Man, we'd be, a, we'd be like a... All right, let me read this. Let me read this. All right, come on. Fan service. Here we go. Hurry up. My name is Tom, and I'm not, I'm not making this up. Ah! This is the guy's name. I've been trying to catch up on the show the past week or two. Just found out it existed. I can't believe I didn't know about it. Just getting to your Nudge episode and heard you talk about Hotel Cecil. I stayed there for a few days a couple years ago and had to stay there alone one night. The energy of that place is wild, and the, the complimentary breakfast was disappointing. It was the cheapest hotel in L.A. at the time, for whatever reason. Probably the serial killers, but probably not, though. Pretty sure it's closed now. Royce, you are a legend, and I'm pretty sure Tom photoshopped the flash shirt on you to knock you down a peg. Lupe, you're also a legend, and happy 39th birthday. He's a little bit behind. Um, and from, from one Tom to another, you are a legendary regular dude. See, so man, you, I knew that, that you could have, we could have just played that. You ain't have to read that to us. Give, you only gave it to him because his name was Tom. You a Tom. His name was Tom. So it, you, you a Tom. And he ended it with a legendary regular dude. You know how Royce I is, like a Roy, is a Royceist, right? You a Thomist, man. <laughs> I'm a Thomist. You're a Thomist. I see you That's partial to Tom. Calling you a Thomist. Okay. Calling you a Thomist. Thomist. Calling me a Thomist. What up? This is Lupe Fiasco, and uh, I'm hungry. It's Ramadan. Yeah. Yo, what up? This is Royce to five nine, and I wish my I wish my brother could eat something, but then again, no, I don't, man, because Ramadan is more important. It's on you, Tom. 
This is Tom Frank. Thank you for listening. I'm now actually getting a little sweaty from my vaccine. I went from cold to sweaty, but I'm vaccinated and it's all good. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Hey, this is Jay from the Northwest Suburbs of Chicago. I'm a big fan of the pod, big fan of Lupe and Royce. Tom, you're cool too. I wanted to say that I'm surprised with all of Royce's refusal to be categorized as boom bap that no one has pointed out that in his very own song, Caterpillar, he features Eminem saying the following, the boom bap is coming back with an ax to mumble rap. What's up with that, Royce? Hey, Lupe, Royce, Tom, this is Matthew from PG County, Maryland, not too far from Tom. And in the argument of friends, the science of friends is definitely losing that. And honestly, friends is obsolete compared to living single. So, yeah, we, we, we cut that out. But appreciate the pod, guys, and keep doing what you do. Hi, Lupe and Royce. My name is Brittany. I'm from Chicago. I just called to say I absolutely love that last episode, episode 30, Demons. Um, so what did you guys dive into what was going on with DMX and especially the mental health emphasis caught my attention. I would love for you guys to take it further and discuss mental health within the hip hop community, as well as incorporating the role women have in hip hop. Two, I noticed most of the references are male rappers and I feel that female um, MCs should be highlighted as well. So big shout out. I'm digging your podcast and I'm excited for your concert, we say, on the 15th. I got my tickets. So yeah, just keep it up. I'm loving what I'm hearing. Thank you. What's going on, y'all? Uh, this is Sean from California. I gotta say, I'm a lifelong fan of Lupe Fiasco. Well, not lifelong, but, you know, it's the lifespan of his career. That's what brought me to the show. Uh, I knew about Royce, obviously, because I follow Midwest lyricists. I do believe that the best lyricists in the world come from the Midwest. Um, I'm not even gonna go down the list, but y'all know. They know. They are it. Honestly, that, that just ties into it, man. I, I started watching the show because I'm such a fan of Lupe and, and you know, just intelligent rappers but who in the world would have guessed that i would have stuck around and become a huge fan of my man tom bro y'all <laughs> i love the banter i love what he brings to the show i love his uh his, his just a normal dude disposition put it like this if lupe got the got the juice and, and, and royce got the song does that just make tom the spoon you're listening to the Lupe and Royce Show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce to Five Nine, and Tom Frank. The Lupe and Royce Show is a production of Say What Media. Have you thought about hosting your own podcast but don't know where to start? Working with Say What Media is like having your own personal producer, editor, audio engineer, and distributor all in one place. From equipment recommendations to engineering and distribution, Say What Media handles the boring details so you can focus on saying interesting stuff. Get started at saywhat.media. You're listening to the Lupe and Royce Show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce the Five Nine, and Tom Frank. That's our show for the week. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe or follow. Leave us a review and tell your friends to listen. The Lupe and Royce Show is a production of Say What Media. It's recorded and mixed by Claude Jennings. Our head writer is Lauren Sloat. I'm Tom Frank. And our theme music is by, who else? Lupe Fiasco and Royce the Five Nine.